Well, welcome to the Empower Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Wow, well, welcome everyone. It's great to see your smiling faces this morning. Welcome to everyone online today. I hope you're uh, talking to each other on the chat, on the three different formats we've got there as well. It's great to have you with us also. Uh, Who enjoyed worship this morning? How powerful was that? I just really believe that is a that is a prayer, that song. You know, uh, come awaken this city, come awaken, you know. And I, I believe there is a power to what God is doing right now in this season. And uh, He's bringing light into dark places. Who believes that today? Light into darkness. And uh, there's a lot of confusion in our world. There's a lot of, uh, you know, thoughts and opinions and all that sort of stuff going on right now in our world. But our world needs more of Jesus, not less of Him. Amen. And so when we're singing that, we're praying it. As a church, when we gather together as a congregation, there is a power to our unity. There is a power to the song of declaration that is really speaking over our city. And uh, who believes God is a God of revival? He wants to bring revival to the coast. He wants to bring revival to families and lives and all levels of society. God wants to move in our city. So when we gather and we're singing that, there is a power to that today. And uh, I, I just love what God is taking us into. Who believes that? Where, what He has for the future is our greatest days. Our greatest days are in front of us and ahead of us, which is great. And, uh, you know, I just love that we've been in this series called The Book of James. And... Um, I love the fact that, you know, the heart behind this series is really to to get our hearts inspired and really diving into the Word of God. Uh, How many know we need the Word of God? As Christ followers, we need the Bible. We need the Word of God in our lives. I was so encouraged uh, this week uh, as I, you know, getting the kids together for school, you know, and uh, some days it's a bit of a mad rush who takes your kids to school. You know, it's like, it's like, come on, why are you not dressed? Come on, you know, like get your bag ready, let's go. And uh, and so, you know, packing the bags and just helping the kids out. And, and this day I was just helping Josiah, my oldest boy, put his bag together. And I've noticed the last couple of, like last week or so, his bag's been heavier than normal. Their bags are always heavy, but it was heavier than normal. And I reach in the bag and there's this big, massive, holy Bible in there. And I'm like, I reach in, I pull out, I said, I said, hey, mate, you, I said, do you want to leave this at school? He said, no, no, I want it to stay in my bag. It's got to stay in my bag. And I said, why do you need it to stay in your bag? He said, because I read it. I read it during the day. I want it there, ready for when I need to read it. And, uh, and I said, Bro, that's awesome. I love that. I love hearing that. That is brilliant. So good. I'm like, you know, it's like, and I'm, I was so inspired and encouraged by that because Kate and I, we never told him to do that. We never said, hey man, you got to take your Bible in your backpack every single day. And it was, it was his choice. I mean, when it's his choice, it's inspired. It's from God. And, uh, and I just love the fact that our kids can come alive to the Word of God. You know, we can come alive to the Word of God. And my prayer, you know, over this, this time in this series is that if the Word has been a struggle for you, my prayer is that it will, it will come alive for you. It will come alive for you. You know, we can open up our YouVersion app on our phone or our device. We can grab our old school Bible and open it up and, and, and start to let it read into our lives. You know, God wants to speak to us. And I believe in, the, in, in current society right now, as I said earlier, there's a lot of voices. 
There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot going on. And more than ever, we need God's voice. We need God's voice speaking to us. And God speaks very clearly through the Bible through the Word of God. And if you need clarity, if you've had a bit of confusion around your mind, I wanna encourage you today, just open up your Word. Open up the Word, begin to read through it, get a daily routine in your life because the Word of God begins to renew our minds. It transforms us not to conform to this world, but be transformed in the image of God. To be changed, to think His thoughts. Let heaven's wisdom begin to come over our lives, which is so important. And that's a part of what I'm preaching about today as well. But we're gonna dive into chapter three of the book of James. And tonight, uh, Sebastian Hans is gonna be preaching on chapter four. So I encourage you to be back for our 5 p.m. tonight. He's got a great word on chapter four. And I'm concluding chapter five next Sunday morning as well. So just so you know, I'm not skipping chapter four. All right, it wasn't like, oh man, we don't want to preach about chapter four. You know, it will be preached about, and, uh, and but it, it'll be on podcast as well. And, and But it's going to be a great word tonight, which is great. So let's dive into chapter three. James 3, 1 to 12 says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us and we turn their, their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. Wow, that's some truth right there. James is getting into it. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. If, it, if we bless our God and Father, and, and with it we curse men, and we who have been made in the similitude of God, which is the image of God. And out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Man, this is powerful stuff. How many know James is actually speaking to people who know they're, they're, they're Christ followers, all right? And he's speaking into their world and he's, he's showing and teaching them, hey, this is the way we need to conduct our lives. And James actually spends a lot of chapter three speaking about taming the tongue, taming the tongue. And I love how he, how he sets this up and he's, and he's really just speaking about the quality of our words, the quality of what comes out of our mouth, that our words actually have the power to create the world around us. Our words have power and our tongue, it is, it is a rudder to our lives. I love the example that James brings here. He brings like a, a bridle in a horse's mouth that you can pull one way or pull another. Who's ever ridden a horse? 
You know, you ride a horse, they can just sometimes just tug it and they start moving in that direction. You know, it, it can steer the way the horse is going. And you, you know as well that the rudder, even on a large ship, in those days there were sailing ships, but even a rudder on a massive cruise liner, it will steer the direction of where that ship is going. So if you leave from say Sydney to go, man, we're going to Fiji on a cruise. This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. But the captain is one degree off course. How many know you ain't hitting Fiji? You're gonna keep on going. You might hit Japan. You might hit somewhere else, but you ain't going to Fiji if that is one degree off course. And see, there is a power to the direction of our lives when it comes to this rudder that's called our tongue. And there is a power to the words that we speak. There's a power that, that you know, as Proverbs teaches us, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat of its fruit. And James actually is, is alluding back to Christ. See, James really pulls from the teachings of Christ in the Sermon on the Mount. He really does. But most of the other things, it's, it's, it's really drawing on what on the teaching of what Christ brought. And He just brings it in another way. He brings it in a fresh way. So He said this from Matthew 15, 11, This is what Christ said. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth this defiles a man. And James actually alludes to this in this Scripture. You know, it's actually, it's what's coming out of the mouth. It's what's, what's flowing from our mouth. And what is it? Is it uplifting? Is it bringing life? Or does it tear down? You know, out of the same mouth cannot produce two different things. You can't have salt water and fresh water out of the same funnel, out of the same mouth. It's either gotta be one or the other. And so it's about choosing what will that be. I love how James actually takes this a little further, not just about the direction of our lives, but he takes it even further and talks about how the tongue is a fire. All right? And even, even the, the smallest little flame can set alight a massive forest fire. It can set alight something that's bigger, that is kind of like it has to be fought even harder than, than, than something that is just contained, all right? And we can see this is that with our tongues, that they're not just leading the direction of our own lives, but they actually have an effect on other people as well. Our tongue has an effect on other people. You know, what, what James is actually alluding to here is he's speaking about the power of our words when it comes to things like gossip, when it comes to things like slander and pulling other people down. That's what he's getting at. That's what he's speaking into right now, that even just a little whisper and a little moment can set a fire, a, a, a forest, you know? And we gotta look at this stuff and say, hey, that's not what we wanna use with our tongues. We want, our, we want our tongues to be a rudder that's not only steering our life in the right direction, but actually affecting goodness for other people's lives as well. And when we look at this, I see like this analogy of being able to manage what's coming from our mouth, whether it's good or whether it's tearing others down. As I've got this example of what I see is like, is like we got, we, we're carrying two buckets around us all the time, all the time. And if you can imagine these two buckets, I've got them beside me. I'm carrying this bucket of fuel and I'm carrying this bucket of water everywhere I go. So this, this fuel and water that's with us all the time, every moment of your life. And I want you to see this as an illustration, okay? 
And so when we see this is that, is that I've got fuel and I've got a choice every day on what I choose to throw the fuel on. And I've got a choice every day on what I choose to throw the water on. All right, and we look at our lives and we can see that, that I, I wanna tell you there's an example of good things that we need to throw fuel on, okay? So if you hear of something that is praiseworthy, that is a testimony that lifts up the Name of Jesus and lifts others up, it is praiseworthy to Him, then man, you need to grab that fuel and let that forest fire burn, let it burn. Let it burn because it's bringing glory to Jesus. It's bringing glory to the Gospel. It's bringing glory and lifting up other people around us. And man, we need to allow that. Let's be the spreaders of good news. Let's be the spreaders of those. Hey, did you hear about how God healed this person? Did you hear about that marriage that was restored? Did you hear about this person's situation, how their business was, was going under and God just did a miracle and brought it back again? Did you hear about it? Man, we got to throw some fuel on those fires. Why? Because they let people see the goodness of our God. They let people see that Jesus is real, He's powerful, and He works today, just like any other day in our history, He is moving today. And we wanna be able to make sure that our tongue is engaging and, and throwing the fuel on the things that need life, amen? So then we have those circumstances that are situations that need water, all right? And we've got those situations where we, you know, it could be, it could be gossip. We just, and, and I want to encourage you that you just know in your spirit when something is going to a place where it shouldn't go. Just know when the conversation is leading to a place where it's like, man, we're getting into a territory that I don't feel comfortable in right now. And we know we all, we're in workplaces, we're around, and sometimes the conversation starts to lead in places where, where it starts to get a little personal about a person's situation. And there's people talking about someone that just don't need to know. They don't need to be involved in that. They don't need to know. And I, I look at this and I see, man, those are opportunities that we don't grab the fuel. Ooh, let's go, let's throw some fuel on that fire because that fire is destructive. That fire, instead of creating life, it's gonna tear it down. It's gonna tear someone's situation or circumstance down. Remember, as James said, people are made in the image of God and we wanna lift them up. We wanna lift them up. So let's, let's not grab fuel in those moments, but let's grab the water in those moments. Let's throw some water on those fires so they get put out. And the way we do this is we say, hey, that may be something that's trying to spread, but it ain't gonna spread through me. It ain't coming through this tongue. If this tongue's doing anything, I'm praying for that person. I'm lifting them up because they're made in the image of God. They're a brother and sister in Christ. I wanna believe for them. Regardless of what I think about their choices or decisions they've made, they need Jesus right now. So I'm gonna throw some water on that situation. I'm gonna make sure that I can, I can snuff out a flame that does not need to burn in that moment. And I, and I wanna tell you, how do we do this? How do we do this when you're caught in the midst of a conversation? And you're like, yeah, you don't wanna be rude. You don't wanna be, oh, how do I shift this? But you actually can shift those conversations. We can change them, all right? We can turn them around. Where, where someone's trying to tear down in a situation, we can come in and go, hey, have you heard about this good thing that I heard them do? 
Have you heard about this situation? One of the best ones is this. This will this will guarantee you're throwing some water. All right. It's like at the as you as you finish that quick little conversation, you can say, "Why don't we pray for that person?" Because man, you you can't have anything in your heart. That, that's not off when you're about to pray. It's like, man, we gotta switch into God here right now. We gotta, we gotta pray for this person. Let's lift them up, you know? And, and instead of it being like, did you hear about that marriage that's struggling? It's like, hey, that's an opportunity to pray. That's an opportunity to pray. Hey, did you hear about that business that's, that looks like it's going on? What, what an opportunity to pray. What an opportunity to lift them up rather than just leaving it there in that moment and talking about it and thinking, well, isn't that, it's bad for them. You know, no, no, that's the brother or sister in Christ. I'm gonna lift them up. I'm gonna pray for them. And I know sometimes we're in workplaces, we're surrounded by non-believers and, and people that don't carry our faith as well. And sometimes it's hard and when you're in those environments. But hey, there's ways that you can shift the conversation. You can move on to something else. And then, then in that moment, you can pray. You can pray. Because there's those moments sometimes, even at the workplace where it's like, hey, let's pull the boss down you know, when he's not around or she's not around. Hey, let's, let's just have a good old sesh right now. And just, you know, don't engage in those environments because it's not gonna build anything good. Like the, we don't know what you, you don't really know what your boss is going through. Maybe there's struggles at home. Maybe there's struggles in the finances and you just don't know about it. Maybe they're just trying, they're just trying to make ends meet. Maybe there's all sorts of different situations and that doesn't take the load off the boss. They still got to do things right. They got to speak well to people. They still got to do the right thing in the workplace. And sometimes bosses don't. Sometimes they're not doing the right thing. But even in those moments, what an opportunity to pray for them. What an opportunity to be a difference maker in that environment to say, hey, I've been placed in this workplace right now to be a beacon of light in this place to bring life and to bring the Kingdom of God into this environment. The world needs more of heaven on earth, not less of heaven on earth. And God has placed us in those environments to shift them, to change them, to be ambassadors for the Kingdom of God. And you and I, we carry this and we can, we can utilise our tongue for the good. We can use it for the good. We can, we can know the fuel moments. We can know the water moments and we can, we can do them well. And I, you know, I love how James, he doesn't just leave us with this, but James actually takes this further. James talks about heavenly wisdom. In James 3.13 to 18, he says, "'Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth.'" This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For every envy, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I'm gonna say that again, because it's just so good. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I want you to know right now, you and I, we're called to be peacemakers. We're called to be peacemakers. That we can sow the fruit of righteousness. 
We can sow those things that are bringing heaven to earth in our lives. And James speaks here on how we can tap into heaven's wisdom. And there is an earthly wisdom and a heavenly wisdom that we can tap into. And he actually goes on to say, how do you, he's kind of got a roadmap. He's got, a, he's got an evidence of fruit that you can see and you can decipher between where there has been earthly wisdom and where there's been heavenly wisdom. You can actually work it out because you can see the fruitfulness of the situation. And he, and, he, and he begins to list off the things that are, are, are really an atmosphere where there's been earthly wisdom, but not so for us. We're called to live at a level of heavenly wisdom in our lives. Heavenly wisdom where we can be peacemakers wherever we go. That the Kingdom of God can flow through our lives into environments, into circumstances, into situations in our home. If you're a school student, into your classroom. If you're at uni, at that lecture, at that shoot, at your gym, in the cafe, wherever you are, in the ch in church life, we can actually be the peacemakers that bring life into situations. Bring the fruit of righteousness into situations. Now, when we know that, you know, if there's earthly wisdom, if it's just all about, earthly wisdom is this, at the heart of it, it's not from God. Yeah. It's actually about self. It's actually about pleasing what's best for me, what makes me feel good right now. And earthly wisdom is momentary and it's about the self. But heavenly wisdom, heavenly wisdom is eternal. It's about you, Lord, and your will and your desires for what you want. It's about others. We love God and love others. And it's sowing life and sowing good fruits into others' lives. That we wanna be the peacemakers that whatever environment we're walking into, I've sown seeds today. I've sown seeds today of life. I've sown seeds today of, 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 of the Kingdom of God into this situation. It needs to shift or turn around. I've sown seeds. I've, brought, I've, brought, I've been a peacemaker. I've been an ambassador in this moment. And friend, I wanna encourage us today, the greatest way we can decipher between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom is we need to develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14 says, those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. They're the children of God. We're called to be led by the Holy Spirit every day. See, this is a mixture of the two pedals on a bike, is that I've got the Word of God in my life that's speaking truth into my mind, into my inner person, and I've got the Holy Spirit that's guiding me in it, guiding me in it. Those, those pedals are going every day, every day. It's, it's ministering into my life, but I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. And He is the Spirit of wisdom. And I love this Scripture out of Isaiah 11, Powerful Scripture says, The Spirit of the Lord, Isaiah 11, 2, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon Him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord, as Proverbs says, is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is actually a reverence. A reverence of His holiness. Everything about this earth is unholy. <laughs> The wisdom of this world is unholy, but He is holy. We're not holy without Him, but with Him, through Christ, through the infilling and sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, 
We're on a journey of becoming more like Jesus. And there is a, a fear of God that is there that can help guide our choices and our decisions in this life. That we be led by the Spirit every day, every day, every day. And I wanna encourage you today that, that don't let the, the walk with the Holy Spirit just be in just certain pinnacle moments in our lives. Let it be every day. Let it be throughout the day. Help Him to guide our decisions. Help Him to guide our fuel and water moments. Help Him to guide the moments of big decisions in our lives. Hey, let's, let's make sure that we're consulting God before our big decisions. Let's not just come to God when we've got big decisions to make in our lives and we come in prayer and saying, God, this is what I wanna do and I'm just gonna pray till my heart's content for you to bless the thing I wanna do. First way we need to come and pray, if we've really, we're really you know, wanting to submit to who He is, is gotta come and pray first and say, God, what do you want? What, what do you actually want first? Before I come to you with what I want, what do you want? What do you want for my family? What do you want for my marriage? What do you want for this business? What do you want for my work? What do you, what do you want? What do you want for, for the things I'm doing in my life? What do you want, Lord? What do you want? Lord, Lord, I'm gonna keep praying to hear Your voice. So Holy Spirit, You can show me and You can lead me with peace in my spirit of what You want. And man, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get involved in what You want. I wanna get around what You want. Because that's what helps us tap into a wisdom that's heavenly. It's beyond ourselves. It's beyond just the moment and this is what I want right now. No, no, what do you want, Lord? How do I tap into what's best, not just for me, but for thee and for others? Here's the thing about seek first the Kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33. And then all these other things will be added unto you. The Kingdom of God is upside down land. It's upside down land. So everything of this world, in most cases, opposite. That's how the Kingdom of God works, all right? This world is like take first, heaven is give first. Look after self, no show love. I'm judging, no, I'm gonna show some mercy. Like just, just, just flip it, flip it. Most often times you're gonna tap into how the Kingdom of God's working if we're working with the Holy Spirit. So I love, it. it's like when we look at this, we can say, God, how do I, how do I tap into this and know that God, if I'm, if I'm really living the great command of love God and love others first, first, first in my life, then your promise, Matthew 6, 33, your promise is that all these other things will flow to my life. So what's God saying? Hey, if you do it my way, I'll take care of you. I'll look after your marriage. I'll look after your family. I'll look after your bank account. I'll look after your life. I'll look after your body. I'll look after your kids. I'll look after you because you are living my way. You're choosing to live with God first, others first. You are living my kingdom life in this world. And you're showing people, you're showing this world that there's a better way to live. There's a better way to conduct yourself. There's a better way to do this. And upside down land, which is the Kingdom of God, is actually the best way to live. And we're called to this. We've got access to this in our lives every single day. And I wanna encourage us today, let us develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit every day 
that is so strong, it's guiding our decisions. It's guiding our words, our tongue. And the what we need to engage in and what sometimes we need to not engage in. It's guiding our actions and our decisions. It's guiding our heart. It's guiding our thoughts and what we're allowing in and what we're not. It's guiding us, guiding us. That's why we need the Scripture, the Word of God, and we need the Spirit together to pray, to keep that relationship with God strong every single day. See, God is readying us. This world needs a move of God's Spirit. It needs it. And God's using you and I. He's using us in the world we're in every day to bring His presence and be ambassadors and be the peacemakers wherever we go, shining Christ. As we were singing earlier of God of revival, come awaken this city, come awaken this city. You know, it's bringing light into dark places. Come on, sometimes some of you right now, you're seeing, man, there's some dark places where I work. There's been some dark conversations where I work. But God says, I wanted you to bring light into that circumstance. I want you to shift it and turn it around. We might just change to that actually. Can we do that? We're going to sing God a revival in a few moments. But you know, how, how do we do that? How do we bring that every single day? If we can all just close our eyes in this moment. I want to ask if there's people here and there's people online today that are with us. And anyone here who doesn't know Jesus for yourself, we want to give you an opportunity now where you can. A life with Jesus is the best life you can live. If you're here today and this is your first time in church, maybe it's your first time with us online and I just wanna let you know, it's not by coincidence, it's not by chance that you're with us. I wanna let you know today, God's trying to get your attention because He loves you. He's got a plan and future, hope for your life. He's got more for you today. And, the, and a life that's lived with God is powerful, it's beautiful, it's incredible because we were never meant to live this life on our own. We were meant to do it with God, with Him. He is very real and He has a future and life for you today. And through Jesus Christ, His Son, who came over 2,000 years ago, He did die at a cross. He did rise from the dead. He is very real today. We can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And God wants to be in your life, with your life, walking with you every single day. So what I was preaching today, those things I'm preaching about, you can have access to that. You can have access to walk with God every single day and not just stumble through life and trying to find a way, but be guided by a God who loves you and has the best plans for your life. And that's what God wants for all of us. And we can have that relationship through Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you wanna know Jesus for yourself, I want you to lift your hand. As eyes are closed across this auditorium, just raise your hand and say, I need Jesus. I want that relationship with God. I wanna know Jesus today. If you're online today, on the online platform, you can click raise my hand. You can just click on that. Raise my hand. You can do that. Our team would love to help you there. If you're here today, maybe there's people today that You've walked with God in the past. You've said yes to Jesus in the past, but you know, you know in your life, you step back from God. You know you're far from God in this moment right now in your life and you wanna make a recommitment to Jesus. If that's you today, I want you to lift your hand as well. Just say, hey, Jesus, I need you. Come on, raise your hand and say, yes, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Thank you, I see that hand. That's awesome, awesome today. Thank you. 
Thank you. Wonderful. Coming back to you. If there's anyone else, anyone else, we say, Lord, I want to recommit my life to you. I want to come to you for the first time today. If that's you, just lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful. Hey, we're going to pray this prayer together, and I'd love for you to pray it with us today. If you're here, you're online, just I want you to repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. I receive you today as my Saviour and my Lord from this day forward. I'm born again into your kingdom and your family. In Jesus' name, amen.